welcome back to On Brand Brides. I'm your host, Song King. That's song like you sing and king like a king and queen. Since I first met today's guest in college, I have admired her, both in her professional achievements, but also in the way she lives her personal life. From being on Forbes 30 under 30 to throwing not one, not two, but three and a half apparently weddings (laughs) that were all spectacular in their own right. To having the courage to blog about both her triumphs and her losses. She is an inspiration and a role model and always exuding confidence and giving all of her endeavors 100%. On this podcast, we always talk about how brides make their weddings on brand and she is no different. Her weddings look like a fairy tale. She looked like a princess. <laughs> she got married to Chris in 2021, and she's here with me today to give us all the details. Rosemary D'Aragon, welcome to On Brand Brides. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Um, and to your listeners, nice to meet you all. Um, I'm Rosemary. I mentioned that you have three weddings, so that means we have a lot of stuff to get through. So I want to just jump right in. Okay. Um, let's start by introducing you to to the audience and our listeners. Um, How would you describe your brand? And then how would you describe your brand as a couple, you and Chris? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say we are kind of um, opposites, but I guess I'll first describe my personality. Mm I (laughs) Let me think about this because I feel like I exude this like very on top of things, like wakes up at like 7 a.m. and like goes mm-hmm. to work. You do. <laughs> like five different jobs. Um, but in reality, I feel like from a day-to-day standpoint, I'm very much like a couch potato, like uh-huh. home, homebound person or, t- or typically prefer to be homebound. Uh-huh. Um, at the same time, I do think that everything that I do, I, I prefer to do with intentionality. Yes. Um, so I'm like a very, like, I, I don't know if intense is the right word, but I'm just like, I've, I've, I, I try to think through everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I try to like, think about kind of like, what is the best way that I can do it? So yeah. I don't know, maybe that's like kind of vague, but, but yeah, I would say my personality is like a touch of extra. Yes. A touch. <laughs> a touch of like trying to go above and beyond, I think is like maybe a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can definitely then, see that. Yeah. And then Chris and I are definitely opposites. Like Chris is probably one of the more like soft-spoken people that most will meet. Uh-huh. Um, he he's a very social introvert, I so see that. he. Like, whereas I am like a homebody extrovert. Okay. So like in social situ- situations, like he loves to be at a party, but he doesn't like to be necessarily like in the middle, like life of the party. Whereas yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I'm mostly like, I love to play the role of like host. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and he loves to like enjoy parties. Um, I can relate to that. Part. Yeah. Or the, <laughs> the you part, like I like being a host. Um, and yeah. I think my husband, he, he won't talk to everyone, but like the few people yeah. he talks to, he gets like really deep and like, yes. um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely us as well. And he, the way he describes us is he says, I'm like a flag flapping in the wind and he's the flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 
which I'm like, yeah, I think I am like one of those balloons outside of like a car wash that's just going <laughs> crazy with the wind. Um, so yeah, every lit, I have a lot of like ideas yeah. and, and like, I feel like if I didn't have him as like the flagpole, I Grounding would just be you. Like, Katy Perry plastic bag, yes. plastic bag floating through the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think those are kind of some of the best couples, right? Cause like, um, you, you're like the big idea you're everywhere and he grounds you and like, yeah, and all that stuff. <laughs> nice. Do you feel like, um, as you were planning your wedding weddings, uh, that was kind of like a common pattern where like you had these big ideas and he was kind of maybe like pulling you back to reality and what was executable. <laughs> I think so. I think I am. Yeah, I have a lot of I get it from my mom. My mm -hmm. mom is like very creative and like has a lot of thoughts yeah. all the time. Um, and so I'm definitely like an overthinker, overanalyzer, mm -hmm. constantly in my head. Yeah. Um, and he's also kind of constantly in his head. So our day to day actually looks kind of quiet, I think, to the normal person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that, that definitely like our wedding planning, um, was I think unique actually in that Chris is the design type of person, mm. so he's, like very big on interior design. He has like, I made an Instagram page for him. He's really? like our whole house and like our whole Airbnb, all of those pieces were picked by him. And he's also a fashionista. So he's like really into fashion, like both women and men fashion. Wow. And just, okay. Yes. Call anytime, Chris. It's funny, like anytime my friends see me wearing something remotely interesting, yeah. it's like such a like hit on my, my like, because it's always something Chris bought me. <laughs> I'm like the basic, like I'm like Ikea and he is like some brand that you wouldn't even know because yeah. it's so like luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, that's how I used to say I'm Ikea and he's West Elm and he got offended by saying he's West Elm. West Elm's too basic like, for him. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like restoration hardware or something like that. <laughs> it's like brands that I have never heard of yeah. um, but anyway he's definitely got that like unique eye for things that look odd but work like yeah. when you actually put it on or when you actually buy it oh okay nice so that'll be really interesting as we kind of like walk through um, what the details of your wedding which ones were the ones that you thought of and which ones were the yeah. ones that he thought of so yes for sure okay yeah. So I've kind of now I've mentioned a few times that you've had multiple weddings um, <laughs> so that we're not having to do a million episodes. I think we'll like let's just briefly give everyone an idea of like what were the weddings and then we'll get and then we'll get into each one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, I think my situation isn't that like far off from maybe a lot of your listeners who might be immigrants mm -hmm. or like multi-ethnic yes um so we are so I am Taiwanese American ethnically Chinese but my parents are from Taiwan and my yeah. whole family is from Taiwan mm -hmm. and then Chris his like you know how like some Asians do 23andMe and they're like oh yes. I paid a hundred dollars for them to tell me I'm a hundred percent Asian yes so he is like where 23andMe actually provides a lot of interesting oh really Probably like your 23andMe would yeah be. it was <laughs> yeah so it's like you know mixed race like I feel like it's much more interesting so he is like his mom is an immigrant from the Philippines but mm -hmm. she's half Irish so oh. she's a Hapa from the Philippines. So she's culturally Filipino, yeah. but her father um, is Irish American. Okay. And then 
his dad, so my father-in-law is um, half Native American. So they were actually from California back when California was part of Mexico. Wow. They're like sixth generation, like lots of generations Native American. And then his other half is Spanish, which Mm -hmm. is where our last name de Aragon comes Mm -hmm. from my father-in-law's grandmother's um, last name. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so because of that, (laughs) we're very multi-ethnic. Yes. And so one of our weddings was here in the States Mm -hmm. where most of his family is. Our other second largest wedding was in Taiwan um, because our our main wedding was during COVID when Taiwan had a lengthy lockdown. Yes. So we couldn't, none of my family, it's actually one of the most heartbreaking parts of my wedding is none of my blood family except for three blood related family members could Mm -hmm. attend my real, like my main wedding. Main wedding. Yeah. Yes. So then my Taiwan wedding had like 200 people. It was all family and I have a huge family and I'm very close to my family. Yeah. So, so we had that wedding in Taiwan. And then third, we had like a private elopement with just my cousin as the officiant who lives in Italy. And then we also um, had an audience with the Pope um where we That's did so like, crazy like what <laughs> let's just quickly bre- <laughs> yeah just name dropping the pope no big deal okay sorry continue <laughs> francis my buddy fran yeah um, buddy fran <laughs> <laughs> we were at the vatican and then i'm ca- we're both catholic and then right we, you're pretty devout as well I think your ceremony was like a proper Catholic ceremony right yes with a bishop who Mm -hmm. recently passed away actually but he's actually a good friend of ours that I've known for a really long time and Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time with throughout the wedding planning process Um, but yeah so we're Catholic so we did the Sposino Valley with the Pope and then we went down to the Amalfi Coast and did like an elopement which was more Chris's speed like he doesn't like deserve attention right it was good to do that nice nice that's nice that you kind of got both kind of like the intimate wedding for Chris, which is maybe on brand for him. And then yeah. the big extravagant extra wedding um, <laughs> for you because you are a little bit extra. A touch of extra, as you say. <laughs> so for the elopement, what were like, what did you do for that that um, kind of like distinguished it from the other uh, events that you had besides, you know, being a lot more intimate? Yeah, so um, we did like vows all over again and did like the kind of officiant ceremony. It was a small elopement. And then we also did like this really nice photo shoot, like photo session. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some stories behind my dress, but the dress that I wore to the elopement is like the actual dress that I really liked and like I personally really like wanted is this very small. It was actually like, I think the cheapest of all the dresses that nice. I had, but, um, I just really liked it. I felt like it fit my body well. Um, yeah. and so which is so important. Yeah. And then to Rome, I wore the dress that my mom bought me. Um, my mom and dad like bought me this like wedding dress that they really liked on me. Uh-huh. I personally like didn't necessarily love that dress. I see. But, that was like a really big skirt gown type of thing. Very right? like traditional. Yeah. Yes. Very traditional. Like had the mint. I actually love the mantilla veil, but it had mm-hmm. the mantilla veil. Yeah. Um, Um, is that the same one that you wore to your main wedding as well? So is that another dress? Another dress. (laughs) (laughs) This whole wedding dress ordeal, like I didn't, I did. It shocked me like how, 
tied my mom felt to the process. Yeah. Like I didn't really expect that because she's Asian and like, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't think well, you that said that she also is like, you get a lot of your like planning and thinking from and stuff her. from her, right? So this doesn't yeah. surprise me. I brought her to the dress, like choosing like thing. Yeah, the shopping. She was very like the one, because I, I went to that specific place because they had the, the little dress that I wanted and I put it on and my mom was like, that looks like just like a normal dress, like white dress that you yeah. would wear to like any event. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, she was right because it was too small for the venue, like the Stanford Memorial Church venue. Yes. That I, she was needed right. something extravagant. Did you ever watch yeah. Sex in the City, the movie? No. Okay. It doesn't matter, but there's basically like, it, the, the premise is like, there's a big wedding, right? For Sarah Jessica Parker. Or for Carrie Bradshaw and um, she wants like a small little thing, but then she gets this, she like models in a magazine and wears this like really extravagant uh, dress and then they gift it to her. And then once she gets this like beautiful extravagant dress, it basically makes the wedding have to be like more extra because because uh, she's like well I can't wear this dress to just a like a simple wedding so now it's like everything like it raises the bar so I totally so get what funny. you mean yes it was like exactly that except the opposite right yeah. where my mom was like you're gonna your dress is like smaller than like the which is true it was very small like it didn't yeah. have any it wasn't large right and right. so anyway so then I so then I was like okay like um, let's go with the dress that you wanted, which yes. was that really traditional looking, like the one that I wore to Rome. Yes. And like crazy story is like the month before my wedding, I was like throughout this whole process overthinking the dress. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, like I really love the little one, but yeah, I guess the big one would be more fitting. And then finally <laughs> before the wedding, I was like, no, I think I should really go back and get a dress that I actually want. <laughs> oh my God. This is like unnecessary <laughs> stress for you. But then it was like way too late to get a new dress. Mm -hmm. I don't think I wrote about this on any of my blogs. I didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings. Right, right. I really wanted to like do her right where she bought this like dress for me. Totally. But then I was like, okay, I feel like I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable with this traditional dress. Like yeah. I feel like I need to get something a little bit more modern and like, yeah. more, I don't know what I envisioned. So I went back and like they didn't have anything that I could get because it was so close to the wedding. Uh -huh. so they allowed me to just buy like an off the rack, which I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm good with off the rack. So I got yeah. this like off the rack, like demo dress. And that's the one I wore to my main, oh my to my main wedding was oh this like gosh. off the rack dress. <laughs> um, and the only thing I really liked about that was that it had like these 3D flowers. Okay. And okay. when I oh, I remember the, the pictures of this one. Yes, it was huge. Yeah, and the, the veil was like so big that people in the store actually, and I feel so bad for my mom. Like laughed at my mom because she was like wearing the veil, and the veil was going out the door of oh the my store. Gosh. She was like, is, do you think this is long enough? <laughs> long enough. <laughs> and she felt really sad because she, because like language barrier, like she felt like, or are they making fun of me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, this they didn't realize she was being serious. <laughs> exactly. Like she was not being facetious. Like yeah. she was actually being serious. 
So it was like this insanely long custom like veil that we had to get. Um, And then the dress was like off the, yeah, off the rack. And I look back on the wedding photos and I'm like, oh, I feel like that dress made me look 30 pounds larger than I (laughs) Oh, it was probably 30 pounds itself. It was like big (laughs) and like full of material. (laughs) Yeah. So I will say like the dress wasn't the like fairy tale process that I feel like I see on Instagram Mm -hmm. or I hear about from people. It was this very complex mix of like, wanting to honor my parents and like not wanting to be too extra. And then finally at the last moment being like, you know what, I feel like I should just go and get like a dress that I'm comfortable with. So it definitely was not what I envisioned the process to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard because like there are so many factors in a wedding where you kind of have to compromise or you have to decide like, am I doing this for myself? Am I doing this to honor someone? Um, and we haven't even talked about you wore like a chi pao, right? Like the yeah, Chinese so, or Taiwanese yes. dress, traditional dress. I got so I got this like for the the Taiwan elements of the wedding. I was very like particular. <laughs> like I I was like, okay, I want a specific thing. Whereas for the wedding dress, I was kind of like, eh, I'll just wear it for the ceremony. Right. Um, so for the the like Chinese dress. Um, the ethnic dress, it was actually custom made from Indonesia, mm-hmm. um, where like part of, it was actually part of this dress that my mom had, yeah. um, which I'll like share with you afterwards, but it, she had this like gorgeous, like velvet long dress with this massive dragon mm-hmm. that I ever did. I always loved. And so she had that as part of like her ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So then I shipped the dress to this dressmaker in Indonesia who like cut off the beading of the entire dragon which it's about three and a half to four feet tall like it's it was almost your whole body if not the whole body yeah yeah it's a big dragon Mm -hmm. um and so they cut it off and then they like crafted this like design around the dragon yeah. that like made sense. So it was like this red and gold design yeah. around that centerpiece that was my mom's dress. Yeah. And I love that the dress was, even though it was like, you know, a traditional dress, it wasn't like a traditional cut. It felt very modern. And you had this huge, I don't know, was it a veil or a cape or something? It was a cape. So yeah. like, so extra because like I love it. <laughs> like the the only traditional part of it was the cheap on the inside, yeah. but the cape was like this massive train. Yeah, thing. almost as big as your veil, yeah, <laughs> but red dress. Um, and yeah, that was I was like very excited about like that part of the dress because it came from like because my mom obviously had more of like the traditional, they got married in Taiwan. Yes. So they had more of like the traditional like look and right. that's where totally. I was more, I don't know, particular. Yeah. Well, you wanted to pull in like some of your, you know, Taiwanese um, heritage into your wedding, right? So I know you did, you did a Taiwanese tea ceremony and that was part of your main wedding. Yeah, it was part of the main wedding. And I, and I actually had it such that everyone, all 375 guests could see that because yeah. sometimes actually traditionally it's a much more intimate mm-hmm. thing with just family and stuff 
Yeah, but just by way of like timing and like how it all worked out, I was like, all right, screw it. We'll just do it all in one day. Yeah. And we'll do it like right in the beginning of like the American reception. Yes. And that way you get like the cultural elements. Yeah. Yeah. How did you kind of decide, you know, which, because you talk about like you are, you and Chris are multicultural and you have all of these different backgrounds and cultures that you want to honor. How did you choose which traditions you wanted to pull in? And then how did you choose ones that you're like, let's just scrap that? (laughs) I think choosing the ones I wanted to pull in came mostly from my brothers. My brother, Aaron and Connie, they got married um, two, two years before me, Okay, uh, I hosted their tea ceremony. So oh. I kind of just copy and pasted like the process for theirs nice. or mine. And then, so Chris is culturally, I would say Filipino, like right. his family is very like Filipino. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of different like elements that we could have brought in. Like we briefly considered doing the money dance. Oh, but, okay. Yes. But because of like, the time it took for all the like tea ceremony. And then we had these like dragon dancers and stuff. We just yes. decided, you know what? It's Asian enough. It's going to be okay. People get it. You yeah. know, like didn't he, didn't he have like the little money cash shooter thing? Yeah. He had like a money gun, money gun. Yeah. Like, out at everybody. It was wild. And then we imported this, I wanted to get carried in on these, this Chinese sedan chair. Yes, the palanquin, right? It's like yes. A, mm-hmm. You typically see those in like really old kung fu movies. Yes. Um, so I looked for one in the States and there was only one and it was in Hollywood for a set and it was $10,000 oh my God. for three days. And I was like, no freaking way am I paying $10,000 Totally, for, for like so one then, entrance. Yes. So then my dad sourced this, palanquin this Chinese sedan chair from China <laughs> six months oh to ship over the ocean because oh the God. bamboo are like 11 feet 12 feet yeah wide. so we, they had to ship it via ocean freight um <laughs> and, and then my dad built it oh like with the fabric and built it and it's actually tied together via ribbon traditionally oh okay so there was like yeah, even when my like palanquin bearers were testing it, it like fell apart. <gasps> it's very handmade. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I still have it today. So if any of your listeners want to rent it, we're, we oh still. Oh my have god! It. Yeah, um, I feel like my dad would be jealous if he heard this because he was <laughs> he wanted to get. It's not exactly the palanquin that like you get carried on, but in Vietnamese cultures, they have like the um. They're called sit low and like, I don't know, like the little biking rickshaw yeah. ones. And he tried so hard to find one of those oh and it was God. impossible. So oh good for your God. dad for finding it. Shout out or anyone who is looking, Rosemary's got the hookups. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, that's why. Okay. You briefly mentioned the dragon dancers or lion dancers. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Cause that is epic. Yeah, so these lion dancers we actually have a relationship with. So they okay. were on America's Got Talent. Oh. Um, yeah, and they are like pretty famous. They're called We Fly High. They're pretty famous in the Bay Area. And we have a relationship with them because um at Walmart when I worked at Walmart, I was the I don't know if it's like what you would call it, not the president, but like whatever the head or whatever of the Asian of the Asian council. guild. Yeah. <laughs> like the mascot for the Asians at Walmart. <laughs> 
<laughs> so for Chinese New Year, I would like have, I, I was like scoping out the bay for like lion dancers and dragon dancers to come to the office and yeah. do this like dance through our office, which yeah. is by the way, hilarious. <laughs> Most Asian people are like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, um, and so the same people I helped to contract, um, and my mom is the one that originally found them for Aaron's wedding, my brother's wedding, and then also for ours. And yeah. they have like multiple packages where you can like choose for them to like jump up a pole yeah. or like do like this like drunken wine routine. Uh-huh. So they have like, like packages to choose from. Yes, this is definitely throwing me back to like my younger days going to like Lunar New Year parades and stuff. So this sounds so epic. <laughs> oh my God. Well, how crazy. I, I'm sure your guests were just like so blown away, especially like anyone who's, going on? <laughs> yeah, especially anyone who's like not Asian American and was just like, what is this? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot, uh, yeah, a lot of the, the people were just like, oh my God. Like, especially Chris's like, more white American family, mm-hmm. they were like, whoa. Like, what's <laughs> They're like, are all weddings like this? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, is this like, they were saying like crazy rich Asians is like real? Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> you were crazy rich Asians in this, in this scenario. <laughs> not. This is like poor immigrant Asian American. <laughs> just crazy just Asians crazy. without just the rich. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, kind of like speaking about like having traditions that are new to people. I know that, um, you mentioned you had this Catholic ceremony and, uh, you wanted to include your friends who are non-Catholic in, you know, what was going on? How do I participate? Uh, so you put together like a whole wedding booklet. Can you talk more about that? It was very, and like a very intense booklet that I've spent a lot of like like nights on because yeah I felt like one of the priorities for me and Chris was the guest experience mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends like my life is very varied mm-hmm. like I have friends from a lot of different communities yeah especially for the ones that are non-Catholic I just wanted them to feel like they at least understood what was going on yeah. if they didn't want to participate um right. and so I made this like eight and a half by ten like glossy like book book. Uh, like how many pages (laughs) it was like 12 pages oh my god it was huge like when it came in my mail I was like oh wow this is not what I (laughs) you're like oh this is like a legit publication (laughs) oh shoot um yeah but it like there were definitely different elements like um we had like a tribute to our grandparents my Chris's grandma passed and my grandpa passed like the year of our wedding. Oh, okay. um, and that was super heartbreaking. So we had like this page with like all these pictures of us with our grandparents. Yeah. So, and then like a prayer for them. Right. Yeah. And like kind of describing and telling our guests like, yeah, that, that, that was really important to us because right. we had relationships with them. And then the rest of the booklet was just like, explaining so like it had you know the the prayers and stuff but then it would explain like what is going on like this is the part where you know the priest is walking in and that's because the Jews because blah 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 yeah (laughs) it was like this whole thing um and then all the music and like the songs and stuff uh, so people could like sing along even if they weren't didn't normally like go to a catholic ceremony they could like at least participate in some way 
was the whole book just about um, things in the ceremony or did you have like other information about the wedding as well? I did have other information about the wedding. There was like uh, this map that I made of all like the eateries, QR codes, (laughs) codes, all the restaurants. And then um, wait, restaurants as in like they were part of your wedding as well or between the ceremony, which ended at 12 and Uh the uh, tea ceremony, which started at two. Okay. So from 12 to two, I was like, okay, if you guys want to go chill somewhere, it was a long day. Yeah. We're at 11 and ended at 11. Okay. So I was like, all right, if you guys want to leave and go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. go ahead. These are all the QR codes to the big restaurants. Oh, um, okay. Had, you definitely went above and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a page of like, thank yous for vendors. And then a list of all of the photo groups. Uh-huh. So like, you know how afterwards, especially with Asian weddings, there's like a lot of family that goes to the front and like wants to take pictures. So I had yes. like, like groups of like, you know, Chris's high school friends yeah. and like Rosemary's Berkeley friends and yes. like, like Chris's UCLA friends. So and was like, that like almost designating like, Hey, you're in this group and this is your time to take pictures with us kind of? Yeah. It was like, this is the order. Oh. And then you easily see like, Oh yeah, that kind of looks like, you know, the UCLA group or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then kind of see when the next picture would be. Oh, I love that. Cause I had a similar idea where I was going to, give everyone like an order or something and they can all come because you know like Asian weddings like the bride and groom will often stand at the entrance and everyone takes a photo with them when they come in yeah yeah so I wanted a situation like that it did not end up working out at all we just totally missed that (laughs) but um that's a really cool idea especially if you are printing out some information for everyone so they can see it in advance exactly yeah nice um nice okay so I love all of these little details um and they all seem to be kind of things that you were planning what are some details that Chris contributed so uh, all the design was Chris so that's hard to talk about like from an audio perspective but I see the colors right of the dresses the linen colors we had like (laughs) this is very on brand for Chris like we had velvet tablecloth oh wait that's I cool and I was like wow this is really soft yeah yeah so we had like velvet like tablecloths and um like the lighting the the long tables we had this big discussion around like circular tables versus mm-hmm. long like tables the plates and the goblets and the yeah. like all of that stuff the cake and the flowers on the cake. Yeah. Um, okay. And then his Tom Ford suit. Like he was very into, he's very into that. Like that's him. The aesthetic. Yes. The yeah. aesthetic. It sounds him. like he was, he was kind of in charge of the aesthetics and you were almost in charge of the experience. Would that be a good yes. way to put it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. Was he going into planning? Did you know, or did you both know that he would be pretty involved or was that something that you kind of ended up working out? Cause I'm sure a lot of brides are out there. Like, how do I get my fiance involved <laughs> in like taking charge of half of the stuff? I feel like that's how our lives are divided today. Like in married life, like yeah. he takes care of all of the aesthetic stuff, like mm-hmm. even furnishing furniture, like all of those decisions oh my god my wedding our wedding would look horrible if I was just me like it would probably be like full of like TJ Maxx like (laughs) I'm sure it would have been a little bit better you wouldn't have allowed anything less (laughs) well he so he just kind of jumped into that role um and then 
generally I like I'm the one that overthinks about like all the experience stuff so I feel like that's just how it naturally was and then in terms of how we got him like how we both like got things done together Uh we just like scheduled um like for example for the the choosing of the whatever we scheduled like a showroom Mm -hmm. thing with our planner um Erica Estrada Design shout out if you're right um so she would schedule like you know come to the showroom at this time and then um Chris you know would be the one to meet her and like pick things out with her I see I see so you did use a planner to kind of plan most of this did you use a planner for all three we had actually yeah technically yeah so for um the Amalfi Coast it was like a day of Uh um, situation and then in Taiwan the venue like as probably many maybe Asian listeners know, like the venue in Asia, they always have like this crazy full package service where mm-hmm. you don't have to do literally anything. That was yeah. not the case for the American wedding, but yes. they have these like, you know, you literally just show up and they will, they will dress you. They will do everything. To yeah. You, I've, you around. <laughs> I've heard about that. I have another friend who is actually also planning. They are planning three weddings. Like, one in Taiwan, yeah. one in uh, India, like for their respective families, and then one in New right. Zealand for their friends. Um, and the Taiwan one sounds like so easy in the sense that it's like, yeah, we just chose a place. They gave us a couple options. I'm renting my dress from them and everything. It's perfect. Exactly. Wow. They, it's like all inclusive, like photographer, cake, like dress, yeah. makeup, hair. I mean, and typically it's all in the same location too. So it's like very all packaged and then on the food side there's like three packages that you choose from and then you just choose and then they just do everything else it's yeah would you like if you didn't have all of the same kind of covid restrictions that you were running into obviously in 2021 would you have considered doing like your main wedding in taiwan because of how like easy it can be i don't think so i think having our wedding in the bay was like I think necessary because most of our guests live in the Bay and don't have the funds to like travel. Travel. Yeah. Yeah. And it was important. Like the guest experience again was really important to you. So yeah. Yeah. Even though like we both agreed that a destination wedding would have been more ideal for like the setting that we wanted, Uh but but I don't think like our guests would have been able to make that trip. Mm. what do you mean by setting because I feel like are you talking about like the venue well, yeah, it was pretty. I mean like it, our venue was very pretty it was yeah. very nice. it but was like, beautiful did you have yeah. to transform it at all or was it mostly like it's already beautiful I don't have to do much girl let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> this venue was not a venue it was like it was a private estate oh um, so it's not a wedding venue so they only gave you two plugs like electrical plugs they oh my god have- bathrooms no bathrooms <gasps> we didn't have any water so like no kitchen oh and no like flooring lighting anything so it was literally from scratch which is why we needed we actually they required like we needed a like a planner a planner yeah yeah um because we had to get generators mm-hmm. we had to build our own bathrooms yeah. and build our own kitchens and then build our own lighting and then build our own like dance floor. So it was definitely a lot of transformation was needed, but I mean, the, the estate itself is like so beautiful. Yeah. 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 Would you do it again? It sounds like a lot of work. Oh my gosh. I mean, 
Like, as in, if I went back in time, yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if I, if like, like something, God forbid, happened and I had to do another wedding, hell yeah. no, I would not do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do it a second time, but I would do it a first time again. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that's awesome. So earlier you were talking about how, like, the dress situation was maybe not as glamorous or the whole experience was not as glamorous as you kind of had, like, wanted or hoped or... Um, were there other situations um, about the wedding or leading up to the wedding that felt like also kind of went wrong or maybe you regret how it went about you would do differently? I feel like there was a lot of things like small things that went wrong that only the bride and groom would know about. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I planned this huge childcare area for okay. the wedding. So like yeah. I had like arcade games and like basketball and like all this stuff set up. And uh -huh. then I hired a childcare vendor to okay. care for 31 kids. Wow. Um, that sounds and, awesome for like those parents. Yeah. But <laughs> the childcare <laughs> vendor gets to the venue, calls me on the day of my wedding, like after my ceremony, before I'm about to like enter the tea ceremony, yeah. telling me like, there's like, there's bird, like not bird. It was like some sort of big bird poop, uh -huh. <gasps> like all over the like childcare area. Uh -oh. I think it was geese, geese, geese? geese yeah, poop? like all over the <laughs> area. And like they were like, this is unsanitary. Like I like like there should be like a flooring for this, or like we need somebody to clean this up. And then they just straight up left and what? never refund yeah are you yeah. serious so upset they were like like screaming at me on the phone as I was in my wedding dress <laughs> like, they, do they realize you're like a, a bride like a at bride? Wedding? Yeah, they knew I was a bride and I kept telling them like call my planner call my planner yeah like I they can't deal with this right now dealing with it on the site but I think the woman I was talking to was not on site or something and like, yeah, and then my bridesmaids had to shout out to my amazing bridal party, like yeah. had to go like, deal with it. And then some of my bridesmaids were like, should I do daycare? And I was like, no, <laughs> you're like, no, you got to be with me. Yeah. Um, so that was, there was like, that's an example, right? Of like yeah. one that like kind of like fell through the cracks. Um, totally. But overall, like it's nothing, It like it all went very well. Yeah. And, yeah. Man, it would have been like easier to just hire a couple like high schoolers to like come and wash <laughs> yeah. these kids or something probably in the end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like the worst part was like, then I was like, oh my God, all the seating for the food. Yeah. And all the kids had to like sit either like on the laps or like we had to like bring extra chairs. It was just like, I was like, oh my God, I see. this is a lot. For yeah. like almost 400 people, this was a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's just... I can't believe you had so many people at your wedding. And you said, so 375 were how many attended? How many did you invite? We invited 430 to 440, like 450-ish. Okay. Um, but it was during COVID. So like a very large portion couldn't come, including yeah. my 150 family from Taiwan. Right, right. Um, and it was during COVID. And we also, I was like, spent a lot of time, like a majority of the time in the beginning, figuring out how to deal with this COVID thing. Yeah. So we hired a team of nurses that literally tested every single guest on site. Yeah. <laughs> we testing for 375 people. 
we had like wristbands for like if you were vaccinated or if like if you were tested yeah and then we we like check testing at church as well yeah and then the reason we had to get these massive venues was because we wanted to make sure that there was like ample space social and, distancing and-, yes, and in San Mateo County there was this like whole 30 percent capacity thing oh. where like you could only like you could only fill up 30 percent capacity of the venue oh. and I was like oh my god like 375 like what is even the denominator to that to get 30 yeah. percent it's massive right so then I had to then that's why I went for this like private estate versus any there were no wedding venues actually that could that's true. Like how long minute. did you plan for? Like, how long were you engaged? We were engaged for 10 months. So okay. it was definitely planned. Like During on, COVID. Yes. I was on um, this, like, statistics website. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I mean, I was, like, crazy during this time. <laughs> crazy um, Asians. Yes, <laughs> crazy Asians minus the rich. Um, so I was just... <laughs> I like Googled this like statistics website for like COVID um, resurgences and like foot, mm-hmm. it, it included like third party data from foot traffic. Um, and then it predicted that like there would be, this was like right after Delta, right before Omicron uh-huh. and this like window of opportunity, which is why we booked for September 25th, Got which it. then it came true. I was like, wow. I love that. We love yeah. a data driven decision. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Um, okay. So we've talked about some of the small details, some of the wow moments. What were just your favorite moments of the wedding? One of my favorite moments, um, was during our first dance, I had like recorded like me singing and playing piano and it replaced the first dance song, which was, um, uh, can't help falling in love or can't stop. Yeah, yeah, the Elvis Presley one. That, so it like replaced the track, but he didn't notice. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, Kristen noticed? Yes, <laughs> and everyone else did. So like everyone in the audience was like crying because this soundtrack is like it's like a very soft melody. Yeah, and yeah. like he he finishes the dance, and I'm looking at him the whole dance, and I'm like, oh my god, this man is not real. <laughs> was like, too focused on the steps or something? He was so nervous. <laughs> And then, like, we get off, and the DJ's like, and that was your bride, like, singing the song. And then Chris was like, wait, what? What? Wait, what? what's he saying? <laughs> that is yeah. so funny. What did, did you sing the same song? It was just, like, a different track, or was it? Same okay. song, like, same cadence. Got and then the but he didn't notice that's not what you guys had practiced to. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, it was very similar to the version that right. we had practiced yeah, purposefully. Um, yeah. But yeah, he like he did not. Notice. Yeah. So it just shows even a man who has great attention to aesthetic details <laughs> and fashion may notice a detail like this. They have too much social anxiety yeah. to notice. Uh, that's, like, too moment. that's too uh, good. Yeah. And then the other time, um, like, so we did like personal vows before the Catholic ceremony, because in uh-huh. Catholic ceremonies, you don't get to say your own vows. Right. Um, and that, like, yeah, he was like crying, which I did not expect. Oh. So that was, that started off the day to like yeah. an emotional thing. And then um, I like read him diary entries from when I wrote, like, since I was like 16 years old, I had these, like, this book of all these diary entries. No, um, you that didn't. I, I, my future husband on our wedding day, like when I would travel to like Ghana, I'd be like, 
hey, like I'm in this dark room, but like just thinking about you <laughs> or like oh my whatever. God, Rose, what the heck? <laughs> this is so cute. Yeah. That so is he so was cute. like very emotional, which I was... I'm getting emotional. That's yeah. so that's so sweet. Like how special that must have been to share and like for him to hear. Yeah, yeah. He was that was that was very, very nice, like soft, gentle mo- like start to the day, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that, you know, looking back, knowing what you know now, you would do differently? I would spend way more time dress shopping. <laughs> it's always back to the dress. That is seriously the only thing I would do differently. That is really the only thing I would do differently. Yeah. Like, just because, like, it was unexpected. I didn't expect that to be, like, the way that it was. So yeah. um, I didn't expect the pressure and, like, the the kind of ethnic, like, I felt like I was reconciling cultural norms, like yeah. the, you know, respecting your parents versus totally. like doing independence and doing what you want. Yeah. And that was tough. Like I didn't expect it. And so anyway, I would do that whole thing differently, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in the end, I will say you looked beautiful in all Thank of you. the dresses. <laughs> <laughs> so at least like, you know, maybe the, it's, it's so hard because people, you know, like social media only shows you like just a little glimpse into something, but not like the whole backstory. So yes. yeah, this is why I like the podcast. Cause you know, you see pictures and you're like, okay, so what was like the wedding actually like? Cause <laughs> I see it, but I want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You know? Okay. So do you have any final thoughts for the audience? Final thoughts? I mean, if you're in the planning stage, like I, it's very exciting and like very, I feel like it's, for me, it was very fun because you could like think through so much, even doing like the floor plan or what it's seating chart. Yeah. Like, like think through all the potential conversations that these people are having. You're like, these people would like really hit it off with these people if they sit together. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, so that's, I feel like that was very fun, although very mentally taxing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Nice. Well, that's a great piece of advice. Um, and yeah, I just really much enjoyed this conversation and hearing all about your wedding and everything that went into it. Um, and it sounds like it was a magical day, just as like it looked, it sounded like it was. Too. <laughs> <laughs> the um, only thing we didn't touch on was yes. we so Elizabeth Holmes was at the wedding. Because, Wait, what? So like <laughs> our venue was a quote unquote venue. Like, like I said, wasn't yeah. a venue. It right. was this estate. And it was the one that she was hiding out at during her. No, she wasn't. Like while so you were getting married? There. Dude, I'm telling you, this white girl, girl was probably looking out her window like, why are there dragons? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, my there was all these news articles of like, oh my god, Elizabeth Holmes like hiding out on this like hundred like seventy five million dollar estate. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's where I'm getting married. Yeah, and then she she was there. It was that's it was so crazy. crazy. Wait, are there any more like little stories like this <laughs> there that are, most people don't there's know? One more story that I can't tell. Oh on my the god. Book. Oh, okay. Well, but I'll tell you after. Right okay, after. tell me after. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you for what you could share, Rose. Um, Where can listeners find you? 
So on Instagram, follow me. I'm Rose de Aragon. Rose and then D-E and then Aragon. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook, although I typically accept from Instagram way more than Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I basically have Facebook because my it's the only thing my husband has. Um, <laughs> and also because I use it to log into a lot of stuff still. <laughs> I feel like like you, I see your updates all the time and like a select few others. Yeah. Like, the only reason it. I post on Facebook is like it's hooked up to my Instagram and it's literally so my husband can see my posts. <laughs> I same here and also all the boomers what yeah. what would they do if yeah. we were there? exactly so I don't know but anyway <laughs> okay um and then I will also be posting some of the content from your wedding on the podcast Instagram at on brand brides uh listeners should follow Rose and comment your favorite part of our conversation in the episode's post Thank you, Rose, for coming and being here with me today. No problem. Uh, This was so much fun. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.